Hello and welcome to Her Secret Place. I'm your host, Stacia, and welcome to another episode. Our goal and mission, our goal is to help encourage young women, young ladies, the younger generation, um, to find intimacy with God. Um, that is our goal, but our mission truly is to, is truly to find intimacy with God and find it in your own secret place, whatever that looks like, whatever. If that looks like a closet or a room, a time of day, a commute, because maybe you don't have time to just sit down, but you have some time alone on your way to work or on your way home or whatever that may be. So with that being said, please ignore the creaking. I'm getting my furniture fixed soon. But regardless, I am your host, Daisha, and welcome to another installment of the channel. So our topic or theme for today is it's over it's it's over it is over it is it's over it's simply it's over so we're going to be coming out of first samuel chapter 16 verse 1 i'm gonna say it two more times and then we're gonna pray first samuel chapter 16 verse 1 first samuel Chapter 16, verse 1. Before we pray, I just want to let y'all know we are growing our team. I want to um, send a shout out to our new addition to our Bible study team, Miss November. She has, she is going to be helping me out behind the scenes with getting the Bible study lessons ready for you all um fact checking make sure i have adequate adequate scripture um making sure um that what i'm giving you is sound doctrine and you know and sometimes um it helps to be amongst the saints you know the scripture says iron sharpens iron it also says that you benefit from the counsel of multiple people or of many so that is what we're doing and not only that it's 2024 okay we're growing we're showing we're doing we're being okay god created us to be human beings and not human doers okay let us sing in god has created you to be a human being and not a human doer he wants you to be loving he doesn't want you to just do actions that could show love. But he wants you to be love. He wants you to be forgiven. He wants you to be saved. And not just go through the actions and steps of these things, but to become them. Possess them in every sense of the word, of the definition of it 
But with that being said, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you that that is over. We thank you that it's over. Thank you that it's over. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay? It is over. It is over. So we're going to we're going to be coming out of the scripture first Samuel chapter 16 and 1. I will be reading out of two versions. Two different translations. I always think it's really beneficial to read out of two translations or versions. Um just to get a um bigger picture or a different perspective. Um Sometimes it's hard to understand it from certain versions, so you have to read other you you need to you sometimes it's easier to be understand something if somebody tells you in a different way. Like if I tell you hey, go down a street, take a right take the right by the highway, then take a left by the McDonald's, somebody can say, Hey, Drive right, drive right there, and when you get there, you're going to see X, Y, and Z. It, it might be easier if it was told to you in a different way. If I say, I love you, you may not receive that. But if I say, I love who you are, you might receive that better. Maybe you're not a person who understands I love you, but you may understand, well, I love who you are. I I love how you are consistent. Maybe it's the way that it's being said. Okay, let's get into the scripture. I'm getting distracted. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And it says that God addressed Samuel. So how long are you going to mope over Saul? You know I've rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your flask with anointing oil and get going. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've spotted the very king. I want among his sons. That's coming out of the Message Bible. The Message Bible. Let's read out of the New King James. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. I am sending you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me try that again. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king amongst among his sons. 
All right. Um, what really stood out to me and God really placed this on my heart. I was in a group chat and, um, and so I posted a video talking about, you know, how sometimes we stay in a place longer than we're supposed to because we're over here. Oh, wait, we're here lamenting and just sobbing over what's happening, what didn't happen and all these other stuff. But God wants us to move and to to go to go on but we're here crying and moping and being sad and getting depressed because the situation didn't go the way that we wanted to and I said you know to be honest you know sometimes we mourn or we grieve way too long and people say well time heals all wounds You say time heals all wounds. There is no there is no time limit on grief. Surely there is not. I can't tell you how to grieve. I can't tell you how to mourn your loss. Your loss. Your the loss of a friend, of a loved one, a parent, a child, a job, an opportunity, a position, um, your identity. Surely I can't tell you how to grieve. I cannot. But God is saying, how long will you stay in this sadness? How long will you stay in this seat and cry? How long will you continue to keep replaying this scene over and over and over? How long will you be sad? How long will you carry this heaviness? How long will you carry this burden? And I understand, and he understands that we get sad and we're upset and we miss we miss our loved ones. We miss our friends, we miss our families, we miss the things that we lost, including jobs and um marriages and opportunities and we can, we can grieve over so many things. So many things. But God is saying, how long will you grieve over this? I got, God is saying, I got things I need you to do. He's saying, it's over. Okay, I'm a teacher. Okay. And thing and and a child, they will cry and they will grieve and they'll mope over one situation that happened twenty minutes ago for an hour if you let them, maybe two hours, maybe the whole day. As let feed into their emotions and they are moping all day long. You, we cannot have that. We cannot have that. A lot of times when children fall, they're looking for the adult's reaction. If you freak out, they're going to freak out. 
right? And then we're really, and then the, and then the, the morning is prolonged. Because we're looking around to seeing everybody else's reaction. Solomon looked at Saul's reaction to this news that he's about to get replaced. Well, he didn't know, but he knew that Saul's reaction would not be very receptive, if you know what I mean. And with that, I tell my students all the time, okay, yes, you hurt yourself and it's over. How do you feel right now? Are you sad? What are your emotions? How are you feeling? I, t- I, I always make sure when I'm talking to them, they're looking at me. Because a lot of times they want to look at other things. So-and-so did this to me. Cam hit me. Look at me. Cam hit me. Okay. Are you hurt? What's happening right now? That is over. We need to check in right now. So we can move on to the next task. And that is what God is saying. God is saying, it's time to move on to the next task. He's saying, I've already. It says, how long will you mourn? How long will you mope? You know if I've already rejected him. You've already know that this is not where God wants you to be. You already know that this isn't the person. You already know that this isn't permanent. You already know the situation and it's not good. You already know that this is not what you desire. You already know that. You already know that. So if you know that, then I, what I need you to do is get your stuff ready and go. He said, fill your flask with anointing oil or fill your horn with anointing oil. They used to have, they used to carry um, vessels shaped like a horn to hold their water and their oil and stuff. So God told him to fill your vessel with oil and go. Go to Jesse of Bethlehem, Bethlehemite. And he says, I have provided myself a king amongst his son. Saul was put in place because a people wanted him. But there will be a new king because God has chosen him. God is sending you a place. God is sending you to a place to meet a person that God has chosen for you. It could be a friend. It could be a spouse. It could be a parent. It could be a sister, a brother. It could be a pastor. It could be a coworker. But God is sending you to a place. 
Because he has chosen somebody for you. Amongst that crowd, amongst that work environment, amongst the sons. God is saying, the situation is over. You're not being abused anymore. They're not dying anymore. You're not getting calls. You're not being harassed. This this situation, this circumstance is over. It is over now. It's no longer happening. What I need you to do now that it is over is to put your big girl pants on. Put your big boy pants on. Put your shoes on. Put your put get yourself ready. Grab your oil and let's go. Do remember or do note that saw that Samuel do note that Samuel is the king is the person that anointed David's head. David Samuel, God was calling Samuel to go to Jesse, right? Jesse is the father of David. Had Samuel stayed and moping over Saul, that poor Saul, he's losing his kingdom. He's losing his reign. He's losing his power. He would forfeit the great power, the great kingdom, the great leadership of David. We wouldn't have the Psalms. We wouldn't have the Psalms. Not only that, we wouldn't have Jesus. We wouldn't have Jesus. Jesus comes from the lineage of David. Even if we did have Jesus, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same if he stayed in that moment. And wept and cried. And he could cry. And he had he truly had a reason to be sad. This person I've watched become king. This person I've been under. It's being replaced. Let me let me give you another example. Let me take you to Jesus. Let me take you to the cross. There, there are several moments where we see Jesus having emotional moments. We see three. We see three. I'm going to give you three examples really quick, and then I'm going to be out your way. The first moment, Jesus' friend Lazarus passed away. When he died, they told him he wept. It says Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. What does that mean? Jesus cried. Jesus cried. Jesus was sad. Jesus' heart was broken. Jesus was mourning. He was experiencing the loss of a friend. I will no longer... His, his, hum, his humanity was experiencing the loss of a loved one. His, his heart, his emotional heart 
understood the the separation that was happening. It truly did. But even in Jesus being sad and him losing his friend, he still had to work. He still had to preach. He still had to teach. He still had to lead the disciples. It still took him some time before he could get to to his burial to Lazarus' burial site. Correct? And in spite of him mourning, in spite of him being sad, he didn't stay in it too long. Another example. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right after the Last Supper and right before he was arrested. Jesus was in the garden praying and pleading and crying out to his, not just to God, not just to God, not to like, not just the God we know and we reverence, but also to his father. If this cup kept has from me, he was sweating so hard that he sweated blood. That's how stressed out he was. But then he said, Okay, not my will, but your will. We see that in that same conversation that he's having with God, in that same prayer, one minute he's he's sad and he's moping and he's he's grieving the loss that he's about to take because he knows my life is about to be taken. This is about to be heavy. Ain't no happiness in this. But he was like, but not my will, your will. Because he knew that this pain wouldn't last always. That That this pain, this sorrow would, this pain and sorrow would be replaced. Like the song, only one night though. Only one night though. If you're sad, make sure you're sad, but only one night though. What does it say in so what does it say in songs? It says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Whatever happened in the nighttime, whatever happened in the darkness, whatever happened in that sadness, whatever happened in that negativity, whatever happened on this day. It's not happening no more in the new day. It's not happening in the morning. In the morning, there's joy. In the morning, there's new graces and mercy. In the morning, the sun will shine again. Yes. 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 Yes, sometimes the clouds get, sometimes the clouds are gray. Sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it's flooding. Nobody tells you that the road is going to be, nobody tells you how hard life is going to be. Nobody gives you an instruction manual about life. It doesn't give you an instruction, it doesn't give you an instruction on each subsection of life, of adulthood, womanhood. I don't know anything. 
It doesn't give you a play-by-play of what's going to happen. But you know what it does. But you know what God does? He, he loves us so much that he gave us his word. He gave us his, he gave us his heart and his mind. And he gave us examples to follow by, to make life, to make our, to make our experience here on earth much easier. To others, it may seem harder and to others, it may seem around the way and may seem old fashioned. But you have joy, you have peace, you have love, you have long suffering, you have gentleness, you have self-control, you have patience and compassion. And you'll be where God has called you to be. It's it's over now. The storm is over now. I don't know about y'all, but there was a forecast for a storm. And guess what? The storm is over now. The storm is over now. I That means I can't just stay in my house and hide away until the next storm comes. It doesn't mean I'm just going to hide in and, you know, pray and just keep watch out that, you know, that everything is clear. No. We have we receive confirmation that the storm is over. That means I can proceed with my day. I don't have to proceed with caution because the storm is over now. It has passed. I don't have to worry about extreme weather because the storm is over. The storm has passed. It's not in this area. It's not here anymore. That means I have to now, now that the storm is over, now that the issue, the problem is over, or even if the, the issue is still there, because with the storm, they're still flooding. Even though the flooding is still there, even though there's still lasting effects of the storm, I still have to pick up my stuff and go because there is a person, there is a situation, there are people, there is a group, there's something that needs me to go, that needs my needs my willingness to leave my comfortability, to leave my home so somebody else can be elevated, so somebody else can be anointed. That was it. That was all I had. It's over. The storm is over now. The storm is over now. So it's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. In Jesus' name. Hopefully that bless you. Hopefully it touched you in a mighty, mighty way. Um, please let us know and we will try to get back to you as soon as possible. We'll try to respond to the questions and answers, um, from Spotify 
as well as we'll be trying to post content as the Lord leads. With that being said, I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.